You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Thank you for the positive feedback from last week's show where I had Sean on as a guest to talk about all the wedding stuff. I hope we didn't bore anyone. We just felt like we wanted to share it with you. For me, my listeners feel like family, and so that's why I share so many intimate details of my life with you, and many of you do the same. I get your letters and your messages where you tell me most personal details about your family and your home life, and I appreciate that. It helps to give me a sense of what you're going through and what you all need from me. That's why today's topic is on resolving conflict. It makes sense that most of you are struggling in this department. I did an episode on being a peacemaker in the home not long ago. That was episode 71, so you can check that out. In that show, I focused more on creating peace in the home by learning to resolve conflicts before things get too out of hand. Today, I'm also going to talk more about conflict outside of the home as with exes. These are conflicts that are maybe already out of control. And also I want to focus on you and how you feel and handle yourself with all of this. There's always conflict in families, always. But with blended families, we usually deal with a bit more. So we're going to talk about that today. Let me start by saying I have had my fair share of conflict. I know that many of you think, how can Melissa teach us how to deal with conflict when she doesn't have any? I would have never, ever started this podcast if I didn't have the life experience to back me up. Just because things are going well now doesn't mean they were always that way. I've told you that this has taken nine years of hard work to get to where we are, I may not have gone through every situation exactly as some of you are, and when that's the case, I always let you know, but I truly have lived through a lot, and I never ask you or expect you to do anything that I haven't done. I've told you before that I am a peacemaker, and that is true. I don't like conflict. I don't like confrontation. I don't do well with those things. And that's been me my whole life. So I've learned from a young age how to diffuse situations because conflict makes me very uncomfortable. That doesn't mean I have to be a pushover or that I'm weak. It just means that I know what drains my energy and I know what empowers me and gives me energy. So which type of person are you? How do you feel during conflict? I'm guessing that most of you will say that it doesn't energize you or leave you feeling well. If it does, well, maybe this isn't a show that you need to listen to. When it comes to dealing with conflict, it's not always about finding a resolution right away, but more about how we deal with the conflict at hand. I get so many emails from you, which I love, by the way, but so many times you're coming to me asking me for help with this conflict that you're having. And I can't ever really give you the answer. First off, I'm not qualified to tell you what to do. No one really is. I'm not living in your shoes. But your stories are so complex. An email is never enough to really 
get deep enough into it. What I can tell you what to do is, is how to handle it, meaning how we handle ourselves, how we cope with the conflict, and how to come to a resolution more easily without aggravating the situation. See, we know that we cannot always remove the person or people that we're in conflict with, especially when it's family, and we can't control them. All we have control over is ourselves. And when it comes to conflict, we can only control how we let those people affect us. And once you learn this life skill, you'll get through life easier. There are always going to be people who want to fight, who want to tear you down. We can minimize that by trying to only surround ourselves with the right people, but you can't eliminate it altogether. So I'm going to teach you today some life skills to help you here. There are some people who thrive on conflict and disagreements, and you know these people. They love fighting. They love gossiping about the fighting. It fuels them. And those are toxic people. And those are the people that you won't be able to control. But you can learn how not to add fuel to the fire. Now, I've said before that some amount of conflict is normal and to be expected, especially with an ex. You're not married for a reason. And obviously, you're not going to agree on everything. Many of the conflicts we have, well, most of them, are about the kids, how we raise them, the disciplinary tactics, and on and on. There also can be conflicts about your personal relationships with new partners. It's a lot easier to deal with conflict within the home because these are people who love one another and hopefully don't want to cause hurt. But when we deal with exes, generally speaking, most don't really care if they inflict pain and some enjoy it even. But there's healthy conflict and unhealthy conflict. It is okay to disagree on things and definitely okay to speak your mind about something that you feel strongly on. And there's nothing wrong with two parents disagreeing, let's say about whether or not the child should be allowed to own a cell phone. Maybe you're not on the same page and this would be a reasonable conflict which does need to be resolved in order to make a decision for the child, but this is not a personal attack on either parent. It is simply two parents having different ideas on things. And this can be resolved with communication, not in front of the child, never in front of the child, and possibly two parents coming to a compromise after sharing each of their viewpoints. Obviously, that's just an example, but there are so many more kinds of reasonable conflicts that you can have. Now, here's an example of an unreasonable conflict. One bio parent says to the ex, I expect you to have the exact same rules at your house as I do at mine for the children, meaning the same bedtime, same eating, and same exact behavioral rules. Well, something like that is obviously unrealistic. And while trying to be somewhat on the same page is encouraged, we can't expect everything to be exactly the same in each household. Here's another example. The ex doesn't like your new partner and therefore tells the child they do not have to listen to anything that they say. Do you see the difference between reasonable and unreasonable? If you pay attention, usually the unreasonable conflicts go deeper than they look. There are usually personal feelings involved, such as anger, bitterness, or jealousy that are fueling the conflicts. So think of the conflicts that you might be currently having with someone in your life. It doesn't have to be an ex. It could be a parent or other family member as well. 
Is the conflict reasonable? Is there a reason for the conflict that makes sense? Or is it fueled by something deeper? This makes a big difference when it comes to resolution. Why? Well, if there's something deeper at play, no matter how much you try to fix the conflicts on the surface, they will just keep popping back up in other forms. Or no matter how hard you try to resolve, the person won't budge. So the key is figuring out what is the driving force here and how do we fix that? Here's the problem. Most of the time, people aren't even aware of the bigger issue. See, if it's you with the issue, well, that's easy. I can teach you how to discover what's really bugging you and work on that. If it's an insecurity or a jealousy or whatever. But we can't teach this to the one we're in conflict with if it's them. Does that make sense? Leads me back to my point before that we can't control others. No matter what we do, we can't stop them from being angry. That's something that they have to do when they're ready. That doesn't mean there's nothing that you can do. You are in control of yourself. So what you're going to do is not fight back. Fighting back is what they want. So why would you give them what they want? Again, it doesn't mean you're a sissy. You're just taking the high road. What would be accomplished by fighting? Well, more fighting. And that's not what we want. Why give them ammunition? What else can you do? Well, you can stop taking it personal. Now, I'm an ultra-sensitive person. So that's the first thing I do. I take things personal all the time. But really, this isn't even usually about you. If you have done something wrong, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you haven't, then it's not about you. Sometimes people hate us because they're jealous. Sometimes it's because of their own insecurities, maybe because they don't like themselves. If someone feels the need to fight with you and have hatred in their heart, then that is their issue, not yours. Feel sorry for them because living that way is hurting them. You don't have to allow it to hurt you. And the other thing that you can do, keep being yourself and keep taking the high road. Do the right thing even when you don't want to. Trust me on this one. People don't like to keep fighting with someone that doesn't react and give them what they want. This is the stuff we teach our kids with school bullies, isn't it? But we forget when it comes to ourselves. Eventually this person will get tired of having a one-sided fight. And if they don't, well, then they can continue to carry the poison around, but at least you won't. Now, going back, if you did do something that caused this conflict, you can and should take responsibility for it by attempting to apologize and take responsibility for your part. That's the right thing to do. And then it puts the onus back on them whether or not to resolve things. It's so funny that we as adults have a hard time doing the mature thing. We expect our children to know and learn these skills, but many of us struggle. It's really hard to apologize, especially when the person you have to say sorry to maybe hates you. You know, back a while ago, maybe a year ago, I had a listener post in the Facebook group about an incident she had with her partner's ex. In this case, she did wrong. She badmouthed the ex on Facebook to her stepson. She got caught, of course, and 
What she did next really could have shaped the future relationship of that whole blended family. Instead of making excuses or putting it back on the mom, she went and apologized to the bio mom, saying there was no excuse for her bad behavior. She explained why she did it, why she knew it was wrong, and why she will never do that again. And you know that was hard for her to do, but it was the right thing to do. And even if bio mom chose not to accept the apology, stepmom here can rest more easy knowing that she tried and she did do the right thing. She even apologized to her stepson. That is how you handle conflict. And if you're still a listener, Renee, please let me know how that all panned out for you. I'd love to know. Anyway, as I said, aside from fixing whatever you need to fix on your end, there's not much you can do to fix the other person or to change their feelings. I told you how to not fuel the fire by not arguing back. And I told you how to protect yourself by not taking things personal. But I know that some of you are dealing with huge conflicts that are seemingly endless. Maybe the kids are involved. Maybe you see no light at the end of the tunnel. There are just some people who want to carry on a conflict, some for years. What can you do here so that you can live your life? I understand that telling you not to take things personal is just not enough. And that's why I told you before, sometimes the best advice I can give you is how to better live your life because I can't remove that toxic person from your life and neither can you. You need to find support in the people who love you. Lean on your partner, lean on your kids, family and friends to receive the love that you need. It won't make the conflict go away, but you can better cope with it when you feel the love and acceptance from others in your life. When dealing with an ex, and, and I keep bringing up the ex because that's what I mostly get emails about, you especially need to lean on your partner. And sometimes what people do is they get angry with their partner if it's that partner's ex who's giving them grief. And this just isn't helpful. Your partner is just as unhappy as you, if not more, and they surely feel responsible as it is their ex who's causing a problem, but they have no control over their ex. So this is a problem you need to tackle as a team. Think about it. The ex would love nothing more than to know that they drove a wedge in your relationship, so don't let that happen. The other thing I wanna say, and this may sound silly to some, Pray for the person you're in conflict with. And if you don't pray, that's okay. Send them love. Listen, hate fuels hate. Love fuels love. If you have found no way to resolve a conflict that you're in and you've tried everything else, what have you got to lose? This is something that Sean and I practice. Well, we used to do Reiki, which is like an energy healing. We don't really practice that anymore, but the concept can be applied anywhere. When you find that someone is blocked or that they're filled with anger, instead of being angry back and hating them back, try this instead. Close your eyes and picture them. Now envision some loving and healing energy coming out of you and surrounding them. Try having loving, warm feelings for them. And this can also be done if and when you're in the room with them. Energy is palpable, so when you're in their presence, try to change your energy field 
to a loving, forgiving energy instead of a tense, angry, or defensive energy. And this is a practice that takes more than one time to work and it, it takes time to develop the skill. But I've seen it work in my own life over and over again. And again, it might sound a little out there to some of you and that's okay. I always share with you what works for me. You can take it or leave it, but I do encourage you to at least try, really. If it doesn't work, you have nothing to lose, but if it does, you have everything to gain. That's what I have for you today, and I hope I've given you some tips to help you with those in your life you may be in conflict with. I wish so much that I could give you a method to resolve every conflict in your life in one easy step. But the truth is, you are only one half of the equation. So I can only tell you what you need to do to make the situation more tolerable on your end. And hopefully with using some of these methods that I gave you, the other person will change in time. Feedback on this show or any other can be sent to me by email to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or you can always send me a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash blendedfamilypodcast. Don't forget to join us in the private Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group where you can interact with others from all around the world and the country who are in similar situations as you. And last, sign up for my monthly newsletter so you can stay in the know at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. I know I just threw a bunch of links at you. If you forget, no worries. Just check the show notes. The links are always there for you. Or you can visit the website, blendedfamilypodcast.com for everything you need to know. Happy Father's Day to all my dad listeners. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will be back next week with another episode. Take care, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.